Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. Welcome to this week's episode of Chat With Your Kids. Chat with your kids about going to the doctor. Or other medical appointments, like the dentist, etc. I think it's relevant, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's not going to be the whole title. That would be... That would be a mouthful. <laughs> well, I guess before we get in, get down to business, um, what did you want to check in about today? Um, obviously, the only thing I've been talking about for like the last 15 minutes. Uh, like we mentioned last week, we record on Sunday night. And so just minutes ago, Taylor Swift announced a new album the tortured poets department. And honestly, Alex, it's all I can think of. (laughs) I have been wanting to do an episode like chat with your kids using Taylor Swift songs. And if you're listening to this and you are interested in that, please let us know. Or if there is like a lyric that stands out to you as like being a really good conversation starter, message us, please let us know. And we will include it in the episode that I've just floated out there with Alex, maybe some friends, but now I'm doing it with you listeners and that feels like a commitment. <laughs> That's how excited I am so about please. this news breaking tonight. <laughs> Fun fact too, if you had to guess who out of the two of us has been to a live Taylor Swift concert, who would it be? You're probably wrong because who was it, Alex? Who's been to the Taylor Swift concert? Yeah, I've been. I've yeah, been. he's been. I haven't. It's fine. It's fine, but he's been. I mean, it's been like 15 years or something. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know what music, like which songs she was playing or anything. I wasn't so aware of. It's a story for another time. <laughs> it's like a whole like, story. I knew who Taylor Swift was, but. Yeah, it involves a car crash. (laughs) Yeah, it was a night of debauchery. Yeah. So anyways, anything else from the weekend? Anything else to check in on? No, I think just the, it's somewhat relevant to the topic, but we're all, we have like a little cold. We're all just slightly sick. So that's kind of. Our kids are sick. (laughs) I saw on Instagram, I don't know, somewhere. It was like a pie chart and it was like things your kids bring home from daycare or school. And it was like cute art. Um, I can't remember what the second one was. They were very small slices. And then like the very large slice was like the plague. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Felt very relatable. (laughs) I don't know how they're always sick. Yeah. Always. Anyway, it's like a three week rotation. did inspire our episode this week for a number of reasons. We've been a little under the weather and we've been really busy lately. So we knew we needed to do a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, But also I feel like this is a time of year when there is just a lot of sickness and sometimes with sickness comes doctor's appointments or other medical appointments. So we just wanted to kind of talk about preparing our kids for these appointments, how to talk to them about it in a way that fosters connection I think we've talked a lot about like bodies and consent and having your kids you know respecting when they set a boundary with their body and medical appointments are hard because I think 
you know, I wanted to say like they can feel like the exception, but they're they're not. It's just I think teaching our kids to like that they have a say and that they are the boss of their body might look a little bit different for medical appointments because these things are necessary, right? We need to go to the dentist. That's important. We need to have our annual checkups at the doctor. All of these things are really beneficial for them. So we're just going to talk about some tips to help our kids in these settings. First, we'll start with some reflection questions. So our first one is, how do you or your kids feel about medical appointments, dental, whatever? And this one reminds me of my grandpa, actually, who was not a child when I knew him, but (laughs) um, he always joked about having like white coat syndrome. Like he hated the doctor and he ended up, he just, he ended up just kind of throwing a fit whenever he had to go to the doctor and didn't like it. But um. I'm curious what that was like as a kid. Like, how did you receive that? Were you like, oh, shoot, like I should be scared? Or were you like, grandpa? No, I didn't ever feel scared. But I think I kind of maybe this is like part of being socialized as a man too. Like I was kind of like had this cowboy medicine like assumption that like I could just take care of like most medical things myself and didn't need a doctor or anything. And truth be told, like, I still sometimes feel like that. Um, Mm. I, yeah, I kind of go back and forth between being like, this is probably an okay thing to go for. And then sometimes I'm like, most of the time I'm like, no, 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 I can figure this out. I'm really proud of you then because you've, I feel like you do really well going to the doctor. So (laughs) thanks mom. (laughs) No, I, I, I don't feel, I don't feel weird about like actually going to the doctor. It's just, the question of like, if I should, oh, you know, okay. that's yeah. Like when I actually go, it's not a problem. That's right. I love Teladoc for that, by the way. Yeah, it's nice. Sometimes when you're just not sure, just do that, do that first. Um. So yeah, so kind of going back to that, how do you feel about medical appointments? How do your kids feel? Um. I think can just reveal a little bit like, yeah, like what are you modeling? Because like we've talked about, it's important and it's okay to share your feelings with your kids. The way we talk about our feeling towards the doctor, the dentist, et cetera, um, can be overheard. So I think it's important to be honest. Like you can say, you know, I feel a little nervous going to the doctor, but I know that it will help me to have a healthy and strong body. And that's important to me so that I can take care of you and do fun things as a family, et cetera. Um, And so I don't think we necessarily have to hide our feelings from our kids, but maybe be intentional in how we talk about our feelings with our kids about everything, but this topic. Yeah. Like I, I don't like getting my blood drawn. It's not really that I don't like, is it that I don't like needles? Yeah, I guess the thought of like something protruding out of my arm for, you know, just like makes me feel uneasy. It's not normal. Uh-huh. That's for sure. Yeah. Like I don't go around most days doing that. Um, and I've definitely shared with our kids that I'm uncomfortable by that, but that I still value it for other reasons. And Yeah. And I think it helps get to like that why, which I think is so important in helping kids of whatever, like whatever age they are 
of like, I know this is hard for you. I know you don't want to do this, but here's the why and helping them understand the why can be a really like powerful tool um, in helping them just have a better experience in medical appointments. So we're going to talk about just like five tips to help your kid get ready for a doctor's appointment. Dentist appointment is also applicable. Yeah, um, these are quick and dirty tips. They're meant yeah. to be like something you can have in your back pocket, easy mm-hmm. to use. Yeah, and and I do want to just like caveat, like everybody's medical situation is so different. And um, even with our youngest, we went through a period where we had like at least one doctor's appointment every week. And it felt like a little more overwhelming and exhausting and we were trying our best, but it was a lot and it was a lot for us as parents. And that went on for like almost a year. <laughs> and so I think just like recognizing that, um, yeah, like every, every child's situation is different and take what's helpful and leave what is not helpful. So the first tip is to let them know what to expect. So this is just as much as you can um, be clear and upfront beforehand the general things that they'll do. So like, um, you know, they'll weigh you, they'll measure you, they'll check your body, just make sure you're healthy, they'll listen to your heart, your lungs, and, you know, you may also get a shot, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to also let them know, like kind of give that and then also let them know, I'll be with you the entire time. And it's important that if you feel uncomfortable, that you can say something like, you know, the doctor, these are the things they're going to do and they're going to talk to you the whole time. And, but definitely speak up if you have any concerns. And so, but also like, I think letting them know your role, I'll be there the entire time. I'm going to help and I'm going to listen to the doctor. Um, do you want me to hold your hand? Do you want me to like, what do you want me to do? That kind of stuff. So letting them know what to, what to expect from you for themselves and for the doctor. The second one is to like read books and watch shows about the doctor. There's of so many options. (laughs) Um, If you just like Googled kids books about the doctor, I'm sure you would have tons one of our favorites is leo gets a checkup yes yeah yeah there's lots of them but that's one that we've read a lot Mm -hmm. and we definitely were in the habit when our kids like we haven't been as good about it but we would read it before like every doctor's appointment and we talk about them and kind of yeah again i think it's a good way to set up that conversation of what to expect Mm -hmm. third tip is to play pretend so kids um, like to role play and play and it's interesting like our kids actually even now they have like little doctors get ups that they they will um in an ironic twist this week we got a notification no, from amazon that our kids doctor toy is being recalled for lead <laughs> so <laughs> that's disturbing yeah check your amazon account for messages if you yeah <laughs> you bought a doctor Anyways, so we're gonna have to be getting a different doctor <laughs> doctor outfit and toys but yeah maybe. but but we we would um we would play with them but now it's it's gotten to the point now where like they'll say 
like they'll call us into their office, their like little their toy room, and they'll um they'll say like, okay, what are your symptoms? And like yeah. go through this whole like doctor visit thing, and they'll listen to our heart and everything. And anyway, it's kind of it's become a game, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. But it's a way to demystify the process and help them feel like they know what's going on and yeah um, it's easier maybe for them to like act it out than hear it yeah and both of these tips there's a lot to it um but really one of the the big things at the heart of it is exposure right because like anything going to a new place an appointment is scary and it's new and it feels unexpected so if we can give them repeated exposure to a doctor's visit through reading books, watching shows, playing, then we, it's like exposure therapy, right? We're helping them understand, like just helping them be more comfortable with it, helping them understand the expectations and what that experience will be like for them. So it's just a really good way. Yeah. To help them. Just, I guess, just for clarity, if you're not familiar with what exposure therapy is, um, (laughs) Exposure therapy is like the frontline treatment for any anxiety disorder or form of anxiety. And basically what it is, is you, I'm not trying to tell you to go be exposure therapist, but this is, <laughs> this is how it works like in a clinical setting. So you kind of figure out like, what is the main thing that the person's afraid of? And then you create like a hierarchy of things that are like very, like not fearful at all to like very, very fearful like so fearful that it would be like overwhelming. You wouldn't be able to do it, whatever. And then gradually through a set of like incremental steps and like therapeutic health as well. um, You expose the person to like slightly more anxiety inducing situations. Um, And the idea is that gradually over time with small exposures um, to whatever causes the anxiety the the per, like your nervous system gets really activated when you're anxious right so by exposing yourself to those things in a controlled setting you can it's called habituation or desensitization but you can basically train your nervous system to not have such a strong response um and you like people learn to like soothe themselves when they do have a stronger response until gradually over time they're able to handle um things that used to cause so much anxiety that they couldn't do it but now they might still feel anxious to some extent but they can at least do it and do it without feeling so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I really stress that this is like a therapeutic thing and to not go out and try it on your kids or yourself (laughs) because there's ways that it can go wrong like you can do too much yeah it doesn't take a lot to realize oh you could do that in a harmful way like if you weren't doing it responsibly or yeah. yeah So what we're endorsing isn't exposure okay, therapy yeah, per se. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm I'm validating what you said because it's like gradual exposure, right? Like yeah. if you know that your kid is anxious about the dentist, like you could if you know, like mm-hmm. it at home, you could like brush their teeth and you can poke them with a toothpick or something and tell them that yeah, you know, like you're checking Just their teeth or trying to lighten their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing is like really highlighting the positive parts of that experience. And and again, like we're talking like when you're at the doctor taking pictures and, you know, taking pictures and then you can even, you know, depending on what your kids needs are, you could put a little book together to kind of like have their own book and remind them what it looks like for them. And look, there you are at the doctor's office, but really highlighting like, 
oh, here you are in the waiting room. Oh my goodness, you're watching a movie? How cool. Or they have a tree house that you can play in. Or like some of these kids' offices are like super good setup with the play area. They, they get it. I just said highlights growing up. The magazine. Yes, yeah. That's, that's pretty much all really they have. <laughs> highlights. Now it's like the giant dartboard. I don't know. Just like tons of cool stuff. And then like, you know, oh, there you are. Remember that cool sticker you got or taking a picture? Like, I feel like that's our kid's favorite part. Even like our youngest had a really, really hard time at the dentist the last time we went. It was just not a fun experience for him. But at the end, they had these little like gumball machines and they gave you like a coin. Well, first they tried to give him like a rubber duck because he's like little and I was like, oh, no, he's he's not going to want that rubber duck. <laughs> he can have access to a coin and a machine and he gets a toy out of that. Like, he will want that. And so we did that. He got his little toy. And I took some pictures and we really hyped it up. And we've been talking. I'm like, wow. Like, I keep reminding them. I'm like, the dentist is so cool. Like, remember all those machines? And he's like, when are we going to go to the dentist again? Like, he just wants to go back. Um, And then that's where you can, like, even, like, you don't have to only focus on that you can be like yeah you know what like I remember you felt a little nervous but wasn't that cool the dentist helped you she helped you keep your teeth strong and clean and then you got a cool token I can't wait to go back in a couple months and do it again so yeah just reflecting on the good our fourth tip is to involve uh, your children in, in the process as much as possible so anytime any opportunity to give a choice even if it's kind of like uh Force choice seemingly like oh do you want a green or a blue band-aid um or you know for an older kid do you want me to schedule your doctor appointment after school or after soccer practice um but i say force choice because the implication is that like we're gonna have a doctor's visit or you're gonna get a band-aid but then they get to choose something that is still a choice it's a genuine choice this is one of my favorite like little strategies or tools in like so many different ways of like instead of just saying this is how we are going to do it this is the way it is like okay we are going to eat dinner tonight but we can eat it at the table or we can all sit on the floor you we can have the green plate or the red plate like you can give your kids choices all the time even when it you it kind of looks like you can't you know yeah um I think a trick here is to do so they should probably both be choices that you're willing you're comfortable with yeah that's and then true <laughs> the other thing is that because it just like I think it can go sour if like sometimes when I'm frustrated I notice that the choices that come to mind are like one's a really negative one that they probably definitely don't want to do and then the other one's something I for sure want them to do yeah and then it's like then it's then it doesn't feel like they have a choice to them right then they're like what the heck yeah so um as much as possible trying to balance like they have to be two choices that i'm willing to do and two choices that they're probably going to be willing to do it can't be like a bait and switch kind of a thing yeah like uh, like (laughs) a low ball offer right now but yeah. (laughs) yeah um and then yeah with involving them um I love to have my kids tell the doctor about their symptoms and then kind of fill in the gap for them, like obviously provide more detail, but just letting them know that like you should be heard and you should have a say, like this is your 
medical care. And so like, I want to involve you as much as possible. So yeah, letting them have a say. And even, I think it's great for like teenagers to have them even, I think that's such a great thing to have them to start to take ownership of like having them actually schedule their own doctor's appointments and like what a valuable skill that, you know, have them make the call. Of course, it's going to be like heavily supported and scaffolded those like that first time you're going to still write the note down in your calendar to remind them, but have them like make the call, you know, and that I think is really empowering. Um, And then the last one is just to prepare yourself. So Make sure that you write down your questions, leave plenty of time so you're not rushed, and also just take time to prepare yourself mentally. Like, I feel like, I don't know, medical visits are always like super overwhelming. I mean, whether it is like just a well checkup or especially if your kid is sick (laughs) and um, I mean, like I mentioned, we had like a period where we were doing so many and like our baby was having his blood drawn frequently and just like a lot of stuff. And so we were managing weird work schedules. It was, yeah, usually, yeah, it was just, it was like a lot. And usually the doctor's appointments, we'd have both of them there and there's always long waits. So do what you need to, to prepare yourself mentally so that you can be at your best to be able to support and calm your child because they also will likely have lots of big feelings um, during those appointments. So we just want to wrap up with some conversation starters. So the first one, probably my favorite actually, is to talk about your own experience with the doctor, um, like your thoughts and feelings about going to the doctor, what it was like to be there, things that you saw. It doesn't even have to be related to the doctor's visit, right? Like you could say, oh, I went to the doctor's office and uh saw a friend in the waiting room or like they had a fish tank and it was blah, 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 you know, like just things to help your child get a window into your experience so that they can have another reference point. Um, and also, yeah, I love that. It's like, okay, like, yeah, you're not just asking me to do this thing. You do it too. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, (laughs) well, that's better, I -hmm. guess. Yeah. Um, other conversation starters. I, yeah, I love that. Like talking about your own experience, And then also, yeah, just especially when they do have um, appointments coming up, like a well child checkup, we mentioned earlier, uh, talking about it and preparing them. And that that is going to look different for every kid. Like there's some kids who maybe if you say a week before, hey, you're going to the dentist in a week or who are going to like worry all week, you know, your kid, if that's going to be them, you don't need to do that. You can prepare them like you can have that conversation in the car on the way to the dentist or the doctor, like you kind of know your kid, you know what that conversation could look like, but you can, yeah, like sprinkle those little things or even bring up memories. Like I love how Alex was saying, like, do you remember that? Like, like, remember when we went to the doctor and there was like that, I don't know, we saw that cute dog on the way over there. Oh my gosh. What kind of dog do you think that was? I love that. Oh. And then, you know, that could maybe even be enough, like just something small, but yeah, just it's just bringing an association with something like, like neutral or positive. That's, un, you know, yeah. And then sometimes you can, like, if maybe there was like a really traumatic or difficult doctor's appointment, I would definitely bring it up later. Like maybe it is like a few weeks later or maybe later that night, again, depending on like where you're at, where your child is at, 
when you think it would be appropriate, but maybe you're, you know, tucking them in at night and you can say, Hey, I know that the other day at the dentist that you were having a hard time. And I just want you to know that like, I'll always be here for you. And while we, we do have to go to the dentist and you know, you know, that it's important for taking care of your teeth. I want you to know, like, I always want to be there for you and support you. And if there's anything we can do to make that experience easier for you, please let me know. Like, you know, just bring it up, talk about it in whatever way. And, um, and then just go from there. So don't like, don't, I wouldn't, especially if your kid is someone who has like a really hard time with it. I wouldn't be that thing. We like never talk about, like you can talk about it delicately, but I would still make an effort for it to be part of your dialogue. Well, that is the end of this episode. We are so grateful that you tuned in and gave it a listen. Please share the episodes. We love to hear when you're sharing with others. And until next time, keep chatting with your kids.